Welcome, everybody, to Mixed Reviews Podcast. Uh, just so you know, we cover spoilers right off the bat, so if you're expecting to go in blind, don't listen to us. But if you just want us to talk about a movie, then go ahead and listen. Today, we are talking about Relic, um, a wonderful film uh, that I believe is Australian. Um, it's half haunted house, half uh, um, Alzheimer's allegory, uh, half spooky grandma, and there's a lot of halves to this movie. But there's granny body horror. There is granny body horror. Granny body horror. Be honest, but that's I, why you really like it. Because no. with old people and body horror. This is everything. This, this movie does not make me disgusted, and I'll tell you why. We'll get it off the bat. They did not make it wet. They didn't. It's very dry. It's like very an old dry. Person. Yeah, I th- I know that's the intention, but it just makes it like I know that's just like a bunch of styrofoam. Yeah, yeah, it looks very it it looks so fake at the end. <laughs> like her face yeah. is is very just like a different. It's basically an entirely different face. Yeah, yeah, it is. Do you think they had the old actress do that, or they had a stand-in? Because I, I feel, feel like, like she did it. She seems she's she, she seems so much spry. smaller. She's she does seem like a spry old lady. Um, so who's in this movie? You're better with actors than I am. Who? I only know Bella Heathcote is in it. Okay, so I know Emily Mortimer is in this. And oh, is I that swear... the mom? Yeah, I swear every time she talks, all I hear is Sophie from Howl's Moving Castle, because she does the voice of Sophie. Oh my god, you know what's funny? And she has the nose, too, of mm-hmm. Sophie from Howl's Moving Castle. That's coming so back an to anime theaters. Nose? Yeah, she has an anime. Well, yeah, but Sophie has a fucking honker. Like, she has a beat <laughs> in Howl's Moving Castle. And like, when she's old, she plays yeah. young Sophie. Still, I still feel like she would she would have the nose. It makes sense <laughs> to me. It all just lines up character wise. <laughs> so, how how would we unpack the plot of this? So I feel it starts. It gets going, and it's short. It's it's how I like my horror movies, which are condensed. Yeah, this is this is the epitome of a short film idea stretched yeah. to a feature length. Like I. I was thinking the same. And that's probably, like, one of my only gripes with it. Because I think it's technically fine. But, mm-hmm. like, it's it's literally just, like, this is a metaphor for dementia. And then yeah. that's the movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I personally would just like a little bit more, but. I, I don't like a lot of, like, layers with my horror films a lot of the time. I like a pretty simple premise. And then it's just, like, a bunch of spooky imagery and, like, weird ideas, which this very much is. Um, but it also kind of works as like just the house being haunted as well I feel yeah I felt like it got a little messy when they brought in the cabin the spooky cabin because it was like like I feel like the metaphor is there enough where it's like the house doesn't need to have a reason for why it's freaking weird like it's a metaphor so you can just kind of suspend your disbelief because I mean the grandma pulls her skin off like There's weird shit going on. So I don't think, like, the spooky cabin being a spooky cabin and then being part of the house to, like, kind of reinforce why it's so creepy when the cabin doesn't really come back into play. Mm -hmm. It just seemed, like, kind of needless, like, plot devices. So so what ends up happening is um, Emily Mortimer and her daughter get a call about the essentially the grandma being miss, missing for three days, four days? Yeah, three days. I think. Um, just no, yeah, no one's seen her. So they drive up to her house and like she's not there. They do mass searches for her in the woods. They can't find her. And then she just shows back up and won't talk about where she's been or what she's been doing. A plot point that is never answered. Like where yeah, she I was, was or what was too. happening. Yeah. So it's like, okay, that's a good way to cut down 20 minutes. I, <laughs> I, I, uh, my theory is that she was lost in the house. Um, because as they live in this house, it's sort of, the house is a little strange. Like, you can never really make sense of the layout of this house, but then it gets really weird at, like, the climax. Yeah. Um, so my theory is she kind of, like, fell into that cupboard, um, yeah, area. probably. That the granddaughter did, but also she, like, had dirt all over her. I don't know. Yeah. Was, was, yeah, it was dirt. Because I was like, was it dirt or was it the black, like, the blight? mold shit from everything because um when bella heathcote comes out of it she's like covered in dirt and black shit so maybe it was from that it could it could have been from that but it's weird that the grandma wasn't talking about it maybe because she just has alzheimer's yeah 
yeah, I don't know. That was another thing. I, I feel like a lot of the stuff in this movie was just to like put it, get it to the ninety minute runtime. Like, yeah, because like I mean, like I said, it's technically good, and the the idea of it's interesting enough where it's like a spooky house and like a grandma suffering from dementia, and like it, it kind of like works together and like how it goes through the family. Um, but everything else in the movie is just kind of there to be there to be like, this is a thing. <laughs> Here this you are. It, what what did you think of the acting with this movie? I really like the old lady. It's hard to find good old lady actors. It definitely helps that she just looks creepy. She does, she has a very strange face. Yeah, it's because her eyes are so like pinched at the corners. Yeah, and it, like yeah, if it's like out of the corner of your eye, she looks like a demon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I loved. I mean, I don't know if she's a great actress, but I just like Bella Heathcote in movies because for one, she's always in movies that I enjoy. And in this movie, I liked her too when she was like. That was uncalled for. Um, in this movie, I liked that she was like, um, like the, when she was walking through the attic and she's like, oh, fuck this. And she's like turns around <laughs> and tries to get out. And she's like, no, no. <laughs> I thought that was really she, believable. She, Yeah, she did a really good portrayal of like panic for from claustrophobia. And like she, she goes absolutely nuts when she gets lost. So there's really not a lot of plot that happens. It's just they're taking care of this old woman trying to decide, like, do we put her in a home? Does she live with us? And the grandma kind of, like, gets a little crazy. Um, And then weird things happen. I don't know. I recommended this movie, but I my memory of it was I was very high the first time I watched it. <laughs> so, You're sounding like me now. <laughs> I was, like blown out of my mind high and i remember it being like this is so philosophical this is so and it's like it's really not yeah it's just it's just all timers um but it, it still works it's got it's got a lot of mood to it which i really like yes um but I feel like, unfortunately, I feel like the mood almost works against it because it like it, it has no momentum, which was like my biggest issue with it. Like on like an objective level was like as a scary movie, like you need momentum, like you need the audience to be thinking about something like contemplate like, yeah. having some kind of, you know, like anxious reaction to it. That's the point of a horror movie. This movie yeah. just like starts off really chill and even when it hits the climax by the time it hits the climax everything else has been built up so gradually the climax just kind of feels like a little hill yeah that you're just like oh and then you coast to the end it's it's kind of like like a baby roller coaster i feel like there wasn't enough screaming i feel like when you hit the climax in a horror film there should be like non-stop screaming well there was also like like you would think that the the cutting and like the pacing would pick up in something because it's like the actresses oh, yeah. their their like performance kind of picked up like you could tell they were implementing panic into their performance but then it was just like sitting on these long takes and like yeah. these long shots of them like acting scared and at that point you become very aware that you're watching somebody be scared and you're not yeah. feeling the fear for them which i think just from that point just starts deflating and deflating every single like pivotal point of the climax here for sure it it is very it's very much just a sit back and watch movie i think it works really well for just like a chill halloween night movie i was just thinking that how we were saying like um because i was like this is way different than color out of space but this is, would also be like a good like hanging out with your friends just like grabbing snacks and and watching a movie, yeah. movie. it's it's de it definitely put me in the mood watching it i i got a lot of like the, yes i'm ready for halloween because it, it has more of a spooky vibe than a scary vibe because like Nothing particularly scary happens. I think the scariest part is the climax with the sort of non-Euclidean geometry that happens with the house. Yeah, there's also like just some ghoulish imagery of like deformed yeah. humans as well. Yeah, and it there's 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 a lot of beautiful shots. I like I've said many times. I don't know much about cinematography, but I think the cinematography in this is quite beautiful. Like the way shots are set up and everything. Yeah, yeah, it's very simple and like standard for like just like people in a house cinematography. And yeah. I wish the editing would have complemented it a little bit more, but yeah. like, I think it's pretty good and it's very neat. It is. It's it's very neat. I also I am in love with that house. Of course you it, are. I knew that was it's, coming. It's so beautiful. I is it in Australia? It has to be because they say Melbourne. I know they're Australian. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if it actually takes place in Australia, but that's where the movie takes place. Is. It, it doesn't look like Australia at all. When I think Australia, I think, like, hot. Like, lots of, like... Are we racist, though? Do we... Because, I mean, I guess I've never been to Australia. But, but it's, like, below the equator. It is supposed to be relatively warm. But I think they get all the seasons, don't they? 
I don't know. I don't know how Australia works. Dude, it's different universe. <laughs> All is Australia even on Earth? <laughs> I have you seen the creatures I was there? Just I'm convinced say, it's I was not. just about to say, honestly, I can't say that out loud because I don't fully believe that it is. I think you have to go through a wormhole in the equator and then you just pop up and it's just <laughs> Australia. And you're like, oh, fuck, it's just me and like nine foot tall monsters. Then camel spiders and then like a drunk Australian every five feet. <laughs> Those are the nine foot tall monsters. It's just Aussies <laughs> climbing on top of each other. <laughs> if it's not Mad Max Fury Road, I don't believe it's truly Australia. I um I think that the the family drama element of this movie is probably what lulls it, but I think it's also kind of what pulls it together. That only brought me that only made me think about it because I was I remember when I first started watching this and I immediately like went to British accent but they obviously don't have British accents and I was like yeah I kept it kept sounding weird to me because I was expecting them to be British it, yes because Emily Mortimer is British and I feel like the her Australian accent isn't quite nailed da- down the daughter doesn't talk hardly at all so I I couldn't yeah, tell you what yeah. her if she even had an accent put on the grandma sounds pretty Australian um. But yeah, as far as I say, it's kind of like a out of place movie. Like it, it doesn't, it's kind of timeless in that regard, which I think works for it a lot. Definitely, it's it's a nice. I've I I watched it once before this, and I watched it again. I still had a good time, but yeah, I wasn't nearly as impressed. It was just this is nice, this is friendly. But I do I do want to talk about how cool that non Euclidean geometry house thing is. Yeah, yeah, that is a very very cool element and done really well. And again, yes. I wish I wish the editing would have picked up the pace a little bit there, so yeah. that it would have played better. Because it's a really cool scene. It's a really and it's really well done and like well performed and well shot. But yeah, I just don't feel like the like the urgency that I needed to feel that scene out was there. Yes, it, it only the only urgency I got was how like um uh what's the word? What Dis- Dis- disproportion? Oh, like just Dis- I'm having a stroke. Yeah, now it's causing me to... Sorry, I was trying to help you, but I was, like, just mimicking. Distorted? <laughs> D- distorted? Sure, we'll go with that. Um, distor- distorted it is, because, yeah, the the geometry and layout doesn't make any sense. She'll walk down one hallway, and then it'll be a completely different hallway. She'll come back. There's two branching hallways where one hallway was. There's a point where she goes through a wall and gravity changes. Yeah, that is a sweet shot, because you, like, was- you see her head poke up. And yeah. then it flips. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, there's a lot of really good competent elements at play. There's just they just kind of fell flat in like the giant the giant feel of things. I also like like the whole practical of her like just punching through walls at the end. Like it's just like rotting yeah. through. Um, there was a lot of practical stuff in this. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. I was trying to th- Oh. Oh wait, the grandma at the end, I don't think it's actually her. I think it's a puppet. I think they made a puppet. Oh, like at the very, where- very end? Yeah, because oh, there's a yeah, point yeah, where she probably. turns and she does like an E.T. blink. Yeah. And it's like, oh, God. <laughs> it made a whole puppet for her. Maybe she's it's... just in a green screen. In a green <laughs> screen suit. <laughs> they just built it around it. It'd be so it's... funny. That would, it, that'd be more expensive. What's more expensive, building a puppet or CGing? I guess it depends on the situation. I want to say in most situations, probably building a puppet just because you have to have like the operator for it. And if you want it to be functional and it takes more yeah. time to light or CGI, you just make sure it's all evenly lit and then go to town with the ultra key. <laughs> Don't blend the edges at all because no one does. Who yeah, cares? fuck it. Make sure there's a nice green halo. <laughs> but I... I like I liked the practical stuff in this a lot. I liked how um there wasn't a lot of like hidden imagery or like it wasn't a super big monster movie, which I feel like yeah. it could have very easily become. Yeah, it definitely could have, and I think especially with this genre of horror like people with a spooky ghost trapped in a house. I I feel like we've already seen like we've gotten the conjuring, we've gotten insidious and all that stuff. Like yeah. this kind of like dialed back family more family oriented horror movie i think works better like as a whole movie it it doesn't land great as a horror movie like as a scary movie but i think like as a film as a whole it mm-hmm. is much more like focused and like cohesive than than most things that i've seen my friend is apologizing to me for being condescending on snapchat even though i didn't take it that way <laughs> that's you though <laughs> <laughs> 
Also, I do have to apologize to Paige for switching up our schedule. It is my fault. Oh, I'm sorry. Right. I was just going to go through everything like it didn't mean anything. I was just like, all right. No, it's Here's fun. what happened. Here's what happened. So we were going to film this, and then somebody had to see Dune like it was going to make or break her life. Yeah, it hit, it hit time, and I hadn't finished the movie, and I needed to get ready to go see it. Who knows what happened? But we're here now, yes. and we're talking about Relic, which I'm quickly really. I wrote a bunch of notes. This may this is going to be like our first episodes where we're like struggling to. Oh yeah, I mean no, I I, I do have some. Because it's like, what do you say about this movie? It's so chill that. I mean, I, think I thought that's, that's... I had more to say, but I guess I don't. I mean, it's a very simple movie. Like it's it it's, is. It's very much. I wonder. I do kind of want to like. I probably. I meant to look this up before we started, but like to see what this director has done and is what they're doing, because it very much seems like a first director type of movie. We can do it now. Um. Oh, um. Something I noticed that I've been noticing a lot in movies, especially with the upcoming movie Antlers, um, the creaky sound effects in creepy movies. It, it's like the new it's like the new heartbeat sound effects to make people oh. feel like freaked out and it works honestly like the like the constant creaking noises especially when like people aren't walking like yeah like when just like the house is creaking and stuff yeah that stuff is always i don't know why that's just unsettling to me it makes it makes the house feel like an entity itself which i think if you're going to do like i'm i'm never really scared by monster flicks if it's just the monster, but if they're in like some sort of weird like setting as well, that's also unsafe. Yeah. Then then it kind of takes it up to a new level, which I think that's why I kind of like they threw they put like an undertale of um, uh, haunted house with it because if they very much paint it, even though we call it kind of like half assed um, with the like cabin. So one of the subplots is they had this cabin on their property that the great-grandfather, like, went mad in and, like, died or something. So they tore it all down, but they kept, like, some of the fancy windows and doors and, like, built it into the new house. And that's sort of, like, where this, like, reoccurring mold that you see on the walls comes from. It's, like, seeping out from those old bits. Um, so even though, yeah, it felt like a, a plot point they thought of halfway through writing the script... Yeah. It, it still it gave it just a little bit more like oh we're unsafe everywhere not only is there something chasing us but also like right under our feet it can like this move. thing is familiar. yeah and it's transferable yeah. yeah yeah um and then the way they shot the house even when it's the normal house you never get a good sense of how that thing is laid out it's like it's all over the place i never know which room is connected to what yeah um even though the characters do so it makes you feel uneasy um, I don't think you ever see the same room twice, except maybe the living room. I was going to say, I think you the living room is the only one that you see duplicates of. Yeah. Um, and maybe the bathroom. Because you see the... the uh, first off, that scene where all three of them are brushing their teeth in the same bathroom. There has <laughs> to be like four bathrooms in that fucking house. That house is like fucking 2,000 square feet or something. It's huge. It's, it's, yes, but they had to get that shot of generational, um, uh, what's it called? I'm having strokes galore Yeah, today. wow. I don't know, generational comparisons? I don't, I don't know what you're going for. Uh, inheritance? Uh. Showing granny, mama, and daughter. Yeah, just th three generations all in one. Because they have multiple shots where it's like, look at the three generations that this is going to happen to. Isn't that crazy? Even the final shot, like, really hammers at home where they have all three of them laying on the bed. Yeah, yeah. And it's, they hover there just a little too long. We we don't need that. Also, can we talk about the ending with the mom? So, like, the whole, like, it, it pulls, like, a raw plot twist ending <laughs> where it's like, the mom has it too. Um, But, like... Uh, the, the ending honestly is touching to me so for them to like put that on the on the mom and then also have this very like chill coast of a movie it almost felt like a little like insulting that it ends that way why because i was like this was a touching ending and you're gonna be like oh it's still here <laughs> it's still fucky <laughs> and it's like they don't it, deserve that they had their closure why is it still there it's just like it, you know, it's it, sad. It's a sad ending, which is fine, I is. guess. But it was one, and it was an ending that I actually just like. I felt sad. Yeah, and the, and then they threw in that stinger at the end. And it's like God, I didn't need that. Yeah, it was like so. It's just not gonna get better. I yeah, I feel like there's 
so there's a moment where you see just the little bit of the mold on the on Emily Mortimer, the mom's back. And it, it just shows it briefly. But then they have, um, what's the the daughter's actress name? Bella Heathcote. They have Bella Heathcote pulled down the shirt. Where I'm like, we can all clearly see it above the shirt. Yeah. I feel like if they had just done a cut of the back without doing that whole big reveal, I would have liked it a little bit better because it would have been more subtle. Yeah, yeah. That, that whole third act has some pacing issues that... Yeah. Which, like, the rest, like, the first half of the... The problem is, like, the first half of the movie is good. It's just, like, not good for a horror movie. It doesn't really set anything up to be spooky. It just yeah. sets you up into, like, this emotional, like, headspace, which is fine. But it's, like, well, then what are you going for here? <laughs> is yes. this just supposed to be a very dark metaphor? I, I feel like it is. So I'm looking at the director, and it's actually... It's a female director. That awesome. actually doesn't surprise me. I was feeling that. Uh, you you were feeling the I was vagina. getting I was getting the vibe that it was a female director. <laughs> um, I feel like I always say they have pacing issues. <laughs> always in the third act too. They always just drop the ball. And Aronofsky's um, the opposite. <laughs> it's all women. <laughs> <laughs> that just means Aronofsky is a is the manliest of all men. Then of course, of course, <laughs> with his egghead. Yes. Um. So everything this director did before this movie was a short film. Okay, so, so this that is, yeah, this it. is a direct, yeah, this is a debut. This definitely feels like it, which is honestly for a first time feature, this is a good, this is it's a good bad. place to start. Yeah, yeah. it's not bad at all. And that's why that's I, I was kind of feeling that, so that's why I was giving it a little bit more like leeway because it's like it's a movie, it's 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 there, but, but it has like just a tad more heart. Yeah, you can tell there's you would think. yeah you can tell there's thought behind it, and you can definitely tell it's a writer director. So I was not yeah. surprised to see that at all in the credits. Um, yeah, and it's it, it feels like there's a clear vision, even though the vision may not be good. It does feel like it yeah. like her hand was fully on it, which yeah. I always appreciate. I feel yeah, like she, yeah yeah. Honestly, like I said, technically it's fine. I do just feel like there there needed to be a few more like little little nuances and like little bits and pieces here and there that should support the story a bit more because like there's no stakes for the characters really like yeah the only thing that you really have to root for is for the mom and the daughter to like reconcile with the grandmother but at that point the grandma's so crazy like any reckons like the reconciliation that they do get is beautiful but like she ends up having to beat her with a pipe 20 minutes later <laughs> i know which i i honestly wanted it so if I were to change the ending, I wanted it to be her literally having to kill her mother and then laying down next to her corpse, and then we do that whole, like, reveal. I'm fine with the mom also has it to reveal if it was a little bit more subtle, but I didn't like how they're like, oh, we just have to let her die or something. I know it's supposed to be, like, a whole allegory of, like, the 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 stages you go through when someone like goes through Alzheimer's. Have you ever had anybody with Alzheimer's in your life? Uh, my uncle just passed away from dementia, but I wasn't really around because I just moved out. So right, I haven't been like so, directly with somebody who's who's gone through something like that. Right. So I I had my grandfather and my grandma both back to back on opposite sides of the family. They both had it happen. Um, so I saw it like a big chunk of it, um, purely by happenstance, and it very much follows those patterns. A lot of the Alzheimer's stuff it's in here, it's like really played up for movies. Uh, very rarely do they get that psycho mean. Um, yeah. That's that that's a little dramatic, but they, they will get like kind of grumpy and crotchety. Um, and it, it really much is kind of like, what do you do? Like, yeah, it, it's not it's not your family anymore. Whatever they've become, it's not who they are. And they, they like say that verbally out yeah. loud. Yeah, like it's not great um, anymore. Yeah, which we don't need. We know that she's a walking corpse now. Yeah, like we're, her skin is falling off. So I feel like some of that expositional dialogue could have gone away. But they did very well with the Cardinal Rule film, which is Show Don't Tell. There's a lot of Show Don't Tell. Yeah, but I think it's it's to the point where it is almost too vague for its own good. Yeah. Where like the lines between what's like actually in the movie, like what's diegetic and like what's just like fuckery that you're perceiving as like a metaphor there's like yeah. no distinguishing line between them because yeah. it's all show don't tell which i i like and again like i, I feel like if they had structured each pl 
plot piece a little bit more clearly and then done it, I feel like it would have worked a little bit better. But yeah, I feel like there were just points where it's like, cause like there are moments where it's like, is the grandma like, is this dementia or is she possessed? And like, so how do you how do you perceive what the, how the characters are supposed to react when you yourself don't even really know what the root of the cause is? Cause like just acting sporadic and scared can only last you for so long, which I mean, I guess is why the movie's only like 90 minutes, but. Yeah, it's, it's real tight. Um, but I feel like that's also part of it um, with with the kind of allegory, because like when when people go through Alzheimer's, it literally is like they're depressed or they're possessed. Um, so I I feel like the possession element works if you're going strictly on an Alzheimer's allegory. Um, but it's it's very jarring to people who haven't experienced it, where it's like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, and I think that that's yeah. where my issue with the cabin comes in, where it's like you're totally now you're like splitting it completely because now you're straight up making it like there's a root from this where it's like. No, her brain is just getting old. Yeah. Like, pick a side. Which I, I feel like when they go into that non-Euclidean geometry of the house, I feel like that's supposed to be, this is going to get where I'm going to get real artsy-fartsy. Go for it. Um, I feel like that's <laughs> I feel like that's her, her going into grandma's mind. Where, like, oh, nothing yeah. is connecting anymore. You see, like, old sticky notes. It's, like, moldy and rotty the deeper she goes. Yeah. Um. Which I think is just subtle enough, and it could be intentional, it could be not. But either way, it planted that in my brain. Yeah. And it's always nice when a movie, like, puts something in there for you to kind of think about a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And I honestly wish that there would have been maybe just a little bit more of that. Like, I, yeah. it would have been kind of cool to see, like, little, like, pepperings in of, of the house changing on them, like, earlier on in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, like it would have been interesting to see, like I don't know, maybe like the locks, because they keep constantly bringing up these locks. Like if the locks kept like changing or something during the movie, or like oh. something like that. Or they did stuff that like required a, a rewatch. Like you notice, like maybe doors get swapped. Yeah, and things yeah, like that. something like that. Like, I feel like that would have been cool little things to just like throw in here and there. To so like when yeah. it gets to that big that big moment where she's going through the tunnels then it like it feels a little bit more like okay yeah now it's like the grandma's also evolved so i feel like that's the whole point of that like the house evolves with the grandma's like deteriorating mental state so yeah. it's like why does the house just go from spotty to cha- chaotic yeah like it would be cool to watch the transformation of it happen yeah it w- with my grandpa and my grandma like alzheimer's like yeah you get tricklings throughout of them kind of going nuts but there really is like a hard line in the sand where like the brain just implodes in on itself yeah and like it it's like one day they're completely fine they know who you are and the next day it's just like why are you trying to kill me with a knife what is happening <laughs> grandpa didn't do that but he did throw things at my father Jesus. so that was fun but it it doesn't it doesn't work so if you're if you're, i kept comparing this to the father which i also had just recently watched which is you know it's an all-timers movie yeah um but i watched that a couple times and in in the father they do what we're just talking about really really well they change little things in the set oh cool. um yeah so it never it never feels like the same thing and it constantly feels like you're like everything's disjointed but it's really subtle so i don't know when the father came out if it took notes off of this or this took notes off of that and you know obviously the father did it better but like that's that's how you do that right that's how you like yeah. make someone feel like they're inside a mind with a house definitely it's really- well cuz especially you're you're definitely trying to push this whole like motif that the house is a character yeah and it's like partly there but like again it has it's just kind of like a weird a weird way that it's put into the movie so it doesn't feel like fully flushed out yeah the whole like the whole shirt that was like breathing the shirt and the there closet was a shirt? yeah when like at the very beginning of the movie the the daughter goes into like the closet and there's like a shirt that's like hung up in the plastic and the plastic's like breathing do you remember that scene no, I completely missed this. Oh, yeah. It's like the first time she finds the mold and she's like in the closet and like the plastic, yeah, around the shirt is like making this weird sound. And then she looks at it and it's like breathing. And then behind it, there's like the mold. And they never come back to like why the shirt was breathing. <laughs> Maybe the mold? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I guess so. But I thought that, that was uh, that was setting me up for some spooky shit. And I was like, that's kind of creepy. Why is it doing that? It it has some creepy shots that are just there solely to be creepy shots. Yeah. They have no purpose reason. The the black silhouette that's just in the background. 
Yes. There's literally no purpose. It's just there. That's got to be just there for trailer shots. Probably. <laughs> There's so many. I mean, it, it, it literally never pays off. It's never actually the grandma. Like, I assume that's maybe the, is it the metaphor for like the grandpa's spirit that she's always talking to? It, it could be. Or, or it could be like the great grandpa as well. Maybe yeah. he. Who knows? Who knows? But it, look at it. It's got us talking about it. Yeah. yeah well, I just, so I'm just it's... curious why it's like what, what it was there for. <laughs> You're curious, but you still find it stupid. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. cool. If it's not, the, I just, I'm just, I'm mostly just curious. It's like the face, yeah. it's like the face swap in Speed Racer. It's like, why <laughs> did you do this? It would have cost you zero effort to not do it. <laughs> and that would have been fine as well. <laughs> it's, it's. It's interesting. I I feel like if if you've had someone go through Alzheimer's, it really connects with you. Um, but overall, it's a chill watch. Like there's yeah. not too much happening. Let me go through my notes here. Okay. Um, see what we had to. Um, it is funny that you brought up the cinematography because I looked at my notes and my note is: is the cinematography good or is it just the house? <laughs> <laughs> It does help. That's why Midsommar it comes off as pretty because it's just, you know, yeah, Sweden, well, I mean, which is that's, always beautiful. I mean, that's part of, you know, the language of filmmaking, like using the set and the frame. Like it's yeah. more than just, just one thing. You don't want to shoot in a place that looks like shit. <laughs> People are literally <laughs> hired to make void. sure you don't do that. <laughs> so you know what? I could shoot in, you know, Sweden, but let's just go to rural New York. <laughs> I'm so sick of New York. Um... I put Gran is, Gran is cranky. Um, oh, pops leg back in. I loved that. Oh yeah, that's cool. That I was really well that. done too. I wanted way more of that. So Gran is like full monster possessed crazy lady, and she's walking through the moldy house, and she takes a step, and her entire um, like femur pops out, and she just. Pops, pops it, it back, back in. in and keeps walking. Keep on trucking, ladies. <laughs> I gotta get my mall steps in. I also, that was, I think that that was another thing that, like, kind of sucked about the, the third act. Because it's like, they're being chased by not only a grandmother, but a decaying grandmother. Like, they're gonna beat yeah. that bitch in a fight nine times out of ten. And I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not saying, like, I needed her to be, like, some super-powered ghost freak. Like, you see in movies, like... You know, the old person gets possessed and they just like launch somebody across the room because they have yeah. ghost strength. Like, I wasn't saying she needed ghost to have strength. that, but like, she literally walked and her leg broke. Like, you guys can yeah. beat her in a fight. You can get away yeah. from her at least. So, this, like, again, the stakes icky. aren't high. And I mean, yeah, yeah, get away from her, but. They really did a good job of making old people icky. I feel like it also does uh, a great job of making you like afraid of being old and alone. Like it, <laughs> it pulls that same string that Requiem does a little bit. It does because she is old. Not and nearly she as well. Wants to be, but yeah, she yeah. No, we nothing will top that. But she she is old and alone, but she likes it that way. Like she kind of just wants him out of her house. She just wants yeah, to be left alone. Yeah, but it's also alone. like from like like just like an objective perspective it's just kind of like sad the idea of yeah. somebody just like losing their mind all by themselves and like people having i found myself having that thought too yeah like and like knowing that the people around them like never perceive them as that person but like now that's who they are like that's yeah. depressing and that's like hard to think about and that's that's a big yeah. part of the movie it is. It is and it's it's executed really well. Slowly, but yeah. well. I, I feel like I wish the grandma had come back in a little like I wish she would have started off a little less crazy. Cause I feel like but then I feel like it would have made the movie sad. So I can't really tell if this is going for like heartwarming or like scary. Cause if it was going for heartwarming, I would have made the ending a little like have a little bit more like family closure. And like yeah. maybe have the grandma like be more of a character at the beginning because she's she's literally gone for the first half of the movie and she comes back and she's insane. Yeah. And like the rest and then that chunk of the movie is them figuring out is she insane? Is she old? Does she need help? What do we do? Is she a monster? Yeah. <laughs> it's, the, uh, it's it's like the same principle I was applying to to children in our last episodes, like crazy old people. Are they possessed or are they just losing their minds? I can't tell. The dino kid? Yeah. Little the kids dino. and old people are the same casualty in like almost every situation. Yes. It I also um 
Oh, I want to talk about the peel. So at the end of the movie, like, Grandma's skin is peeling off in dry clumps. And they had Emily Mortimer peel off the, like, like slapped-on skin on the puppet. And Emily Emily Mortimer's choice of appeal is so unsatisfactory. I hate it, yeah. Unsatisfactory she, is the perfect word to describe it. She, like, picks off pieces of the back, which that's fine. But then she gets to the face. And, she, and like, I wanted it. so yeah, she rubs it and takes off little bits when oh. I wanted so bad for her to just, like, almost unhood. Well, like, also, it starts from the back of her head. I just wanted her to, like, just slide it all off, like a dress. Yeah, That's how that. it should It should have been, like, under the skin. I was, I literally have under the skin r- yeah. written down. That's the best way to that... take off skin if you're not gonna, well, okay, sorry. There's two best ways to take off skin if you're not gonna be graphic about it. Under the skin, where it's, like, super smooth, and Van Helsing, where it's literally just <laughs> toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the only two ways you can take off skin and not make it gross, and I'll accept them. Yes. And this did neither of them, but it also yeah. ended up not being gross as well. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, like the, I felt like the ending was more touching than it was like spooky or scary. It was... It was touching for sure. It, I don't know if it was touching. Cause like I was just like this bitch just needs to die. Like why are we why are we laying in bed with her? Just like let her go. Like what's left of her? Nothing. Stop. Well, I think that was the whole point of it though, of them just being like we're just gonna cut the cord and just let her be a corpse now and let her die, instead of being like you know. And I feel like that's also another pretty good metaphor for like taking care of elderly people, where they get they always get to a point where they're like ill and it's like. At what point is sustaining their life going to make them in more pain? Yeah. Like, as opposed to just pulling the Band-Aid off, so to speak. Well, that's how my grandpa literally died. My grandpa literally got murdered by my grandma because she insisted that he not smell bad anymore. So she gave him a sponge bath. (laughs) And he was all of, like, 60 pounds. And we tried to tell him, like, Grandma, no, you can't. You can't clean Jose. And she's like, he is smelly. He has to be clean. And we're we're like, duh, he's fucking dying. Like, of course he's smelly. And she's like, no. And she cleans him. And sure enough, he has a heart attack literally in her arms. Because... Because he's an anorexic little girl. He probably would have made it five more days if she had <laughs> given him a bath. <laughs> Grandma had, had to clean him. him bath. Oh my God. <laughs> you can't wash Jose. <laughs> you can't wash Jose. <laughs> Let him shit and pee on himself. He's sitting there screaming that he doesn't want to die. And way to go. <laughs> you fucking killed him by the giving him a bath. The one thing you didn't want to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Oh, damn. My brother was making fun of her so bad. Like, oh, way to go, Grandma. You killed him. <laughs> <laughs> he was going to die anyway. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I don't but, I don't understand, like, I feel like, yeah, I don't understand the point of the Grandma character. Like, was she supposed to be the bad guy? Was she just a victim who was, like, a vessel for this, like, for dementia? I don't know. Maybe it's just because dementia is sad. All of it just ended up landing on sad. Anything that yeah. tried to aim for any other emotion, it just got it just got to sad. What's the point of any old person but to just wait out the clock? I mean, that's true. That's that's essentially what it is. It's just this one's hor- horrific. Well, not even horrific. It's just kind of like spooky, melancholy. Yeah, kind of like oh, which oh. Hello? What happened? I don't know. <laughs> you said the magic word. My sleeper agent. <laughs> melancholy. Yeah, melancholy. What if it just flickered again? No more use of the M word. <laughs> the M word. Oh, yeah. Did you like that Um, that one shot? The edit on it's pretty terrible, but the shot of Bella Heathcote running down the, the spiral stairs and the camera's like a bird's eye and just like starts spinning like opposite to the way that she's running. It's like right before she goes into the like the mind. The mind closet. The mind palace. Yeah. The mind closet. <laughs> the mind closet. That's a mind closet. It is. Uh, I did. I liked all the cinematography in this. They they utilize a twisty camera on like very static shots. They yeah. They just kind of yeah. start twisting the camera. I like those. Which I think is really cool. Yeah. They definitely like, you know, they have like their ebb and flow and their points where they should be and shouldn't be used. But I think the, it did a pretty good job here. Yeah. Um, it wasn't just all on Dutch angles. I didn't see a Dutch angle. Did you see a single Dutch angle? Uh, I wasn't really looking for them, but no. I not that I, so... I mean, not that weren't ones that weren't like rotating shots. Like it was a dolly tilt. 
Bonus points for lack of Dutch angles. In a spooky movie. In an old house spooky movie. Yeah, definitely points. Oh, yeah. That's very good. Because if there's two two instances people are using Dutch angles, it's old stuff and spooky stuff. Yes. Um, Yes. Or John Travolta. (laughs) That's both of those (laughs) things. That's old and spooky. (laughs) (laughs) I just think of Battlefield Earth, where the whole movie is filmed on a Dutch angle for no reason. God, that's disgusting. I saw the new trailer, the trailer for the new Scream movie, and like, yeah, sure enough, like every shot of Ghostface is just like negative five degrees. It's like, why? We know it's him. <laughs> Half of America dresses up for him every year. <laughs> Those masks are cheap and they work. I should get one for my wall. I think that'd be nice. Do it. I don't really have much else to say. Do you? Um, I want to know what was the point of all the dream sequences with Emily Mortimer. With the cabin and shit. Were those dream sequences or like... Fl- oh, yeah. No, no, those no. Dream- I know what you're yeah. talking about. What the fuck was that? Trailer shots. Yeah, trailer I shots. guess so. I loved seeing trailers in a movie. <laughs> like, what What the fuck was this? You guys had a B-roll day and we're like, these look good. <laughs> it's like, this isn't a fucking music video. <laughs> I- this would work as like a really cool Evanescence music video. Of course you say Evanescence. Don't do that to yourself. Uh, I'm going to have to bleep that what? word out. <laughs> I just feel like you just you just pointed so many fingers at yourself. <laughs> I like... What's her self? What's her name? Amy? Amy Adams. <laughs> the lead singer of Evanescence, have- Amy Adams. <laughs> Whoever the female lead singer, she has a beautiful voice and she's very good at piano. Piano. Whatever. I was an emo kid, okay? Yes. Fuck off. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Damn. You're going to be attacked for my side No, bang. no, no. I, feel, I just feel like you you bring up, I know you've definitely brought up Evanescence in other, in other episodes and I just think that it's funny that that is your band of choice. <laughs> <laughs> it's the ultimate emo band without it being the cliched My Chemical Romance. True true and women support females woo i wonder if she's still touring but no like this with like some of uh evanescence's like piano ballads i think that would have been i don't know why i'm like imagining like just evanescence green screened over this movie (laughs) and like that's the whole music video because remember like back in the day when people would make like bands would do songs just for movies like the music video was just part of the movie i imagine it being that oh like daredevil yeah yeah New divide. <laughs> Lincoln Park did that for Transformers too. Oh my it's- god! Well, of course Lincoln Park did that. They're a bunch of hacks. No, leave them alone. Oh, Let Chester I- rest in peace. I-, I get roasted for liking Evanescence, but you mentioned Lincoln Park. Oh yeah, no, they're both in that same vein. You're totally you're totally allowed to pull the emo kid card on that one. <laughs> oh, in the I wrote down no toothpaste. So when they're brushing their teeth, there's yeah. no. There's no toothpaste. It's so gross. You can hear all the bristles. I I was, oh my God, I hate that scene so much. Cause like Emily Morin was in there brushing her teeth and I hate the way it sounds. And then Bella Heathcote comes in. I'm like, okay, good. Bella Heathcote's going to come in so and Emily Mortimer can leave. No, Bella Heathcote just starts brushing her teeth, too. So then there's two people. Then the fucking grandma comes in. Is this a clown car of a bathroom? <laughs> How many bitches are you going to fit in here to brush their teeth? <laughs> And I don't like how they do a zoom in on the grandma so you see her like stretch out her old person face with the toothbrush. I, I, this is me just being an awful person given how much we've been talking about how sad this movie is. But I just imagine like it's panning across and they're all brushing their teeth and the grandma's just using the toothbrush totally wrong <laughs> and like just beating her face with it. And they're like, Nan, Gran, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> That's the scary movie version of this when they <laughs> rip it off <laughs> with an obligatory like poop your pants scene. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're like grand no when they pull the toothbrush from her and she just shits herself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was the grandma peeing her pants scene, which was tasteful. I I wrote that down. I wrote I wrote pee your pants. I'm glad we're doing tasteful pee your pants scenes in movies now again. Yes. We were in a dark we yes. were in a dark place with them for a while. Yeah. They were never well done. This is, you know, and they didn't make it overly yellow. It just looks like water. I feel well, like pee they mix in it movies. with the black. <laughs> <It> swirls. 
Pee does not need to be so yellow in movies. Just make it water. Espe when it's yellow, it makes it gross. Especially because they like backlight it too when they make it yellow. So just like, so the light just shines. It just looks like Mountain Dew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, got, it's carbonated. It's so fucking <laughs> weird. It's carbonated. <laughs> <laughs> you just hear a stagehand. <laughs> Produced by Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh yeah, I saw that. What a what a god. What a what a god. Well, you didn't like this movie. <laughs> I know this movie was fine. I said I said it was very much director's first film. That's my whole oh, opinion fair, fair. on it. Which is it's it's a watchable movie. It's fine. It's just yeah. I I want more from it. Like I think it's good enough where I can be like, you could have done a little bit more with it. But yeah, I mean I think this was a relative. I assume it was a relatively low budget movie. Yeah, I did see the, the speaking of our boy Jake. I did get to see the trailer for the ambulance or for ambulance last night, which is his movie with Michael Bay. Oh God, he plays a what he plays a terrorist who hijacks an ambulance. He's a terrorist. He's like a crazy terrorist with a rocket launcher. Oh, but Jake Gyllenhaal crazy. I know. Is the best. I know. It's Michael oh. Bay, Jake Gyllenhaal crazy. I'm excited. I don't care. Is he Mr. Music? <laughs> <laughs> Hi everybody! I'm Mr. Music. Music, music. No, everywhere. put away your skinny trumpet. You're ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> You're ignorant. <laughs> oh, that's such a good line. I I want a whole movie dedicated to Mr. Music. Oh, he needs one. I'd be down. Yeah. I wonder how much of this movie was on location and how much of this was a set, or if it was all a set. Well, the non-Euclidean geometry was definitely a set. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This problem—it's so foggy that it's like it's so hard to tell if there's a green screen behind because CG fog looks great. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it looks pretty similar to to regular fog. Yeah, when I step out when it's foggy, I'm convinced God is just CG. <laughs> it's world. just a composite. <laughs> yeah, this is a composite pond. Like you just pick it up and move it. <laughs> <laughs> Turn the opacity <laughs> down. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I gotta drive. <laughs> <laughs> gotta drive with that shit on 15%. <laughs> I well, I mean, I don't think it was on a green screen, but I mean, I assume for the shots, especially the, the hallway, the Euclidean geometry shots, I feel like was probably a set. Like they built mm -hmm. like hallways and like moved them around. I wish they had done less cuts with that, because I feel like I know it'd be a pain in the butt. It would have been cool, but though. it's and it, it. I feel like it's simple to execute. It's just everybody has to like get in a place really quick yeah. with the walls. I mean, that one you can even do a pop up green screen too, and do that yeah. just for the actress, just to have her on a green screen, and then you would do the rest of the plates, and like that. I mean, that's how I oh, would. Yeah. That's how I would do it. Um, so that that seems like a big missed opportunity. I mean, overall that sequence is great. That's yeah, easily I, the I highlight feel that too, of the though. Movie. I was thinking that like if those edits were just like a little bit punchier or the shots were just like a little bit longer, I felt like yeah. like cuz the moment where she she runs for the wall, she's like it's too close, so she it's like a dead end. She turns around and goes back to the other like the other option is like the crawl space, which yeah, straight up fuck that. But then she turns yeah. and the walls like even closer to her. Um, yeah, I liked I liked that sequence though because like the first time when the wall jumps forward, it's like kind of in the shadow. So I was like, did the wall move? I was like, I think the wall moved. And then the next shot, it jumps way closer, and you're like, okay, the wall did fucking move. Which is great. I love I love the idea of a house morphing around or like anything. I, I like love the I, setting. Yeah, yeah. I wish there were more movies. I know they're probably a bitch and a half to pull off. I mean, but like I, the thing is, like it's a lot of thinking because it all comes down to the juxtaposition. Like it all comes down to yeah. what you've seen first. So you like, I feel like that's where like creatively you have to structure it like really, really in depth because it's like if you show them going in a direction and then you cut to them going in another direction and you cut to them going in a different direction, eventually like the audience is gonna like subconsciously start putting together like a map of where they are. So you have to yeah. like then start writing the movie with that in mind and then start shifting it and then shoot for that and then cut for that. Yeah. Um, have you seen the movie Grave Encounters? 
No, I've heard of it. Oh yeah, that I remember the trailer of that where it has the like the morph yeah the face morph, that happens. Face. It's kind of like a campy found footage film, but it's like this like ghost hunting team. They go to like an abandoned asylum, but they get locked inside, and like yeah, all the hallways and stuff start shifting, and like they don't oh. they do a really good job of like showing you that they're trapped, but like a lot of it's done in expositional dialogue, but it's really cool. Like because like once they get inside, they like they're like okay, we just have to go back this way, and then like they go back. And like the doors are locked or like they go back and there's like a random hallway or like an elevator that wasn't there before. And that's like the entire movie and they like can't get out. Well, honestly, found footage uh, style is probably the way to do that oh, sort yeah. of maze yeah. like. That would make it really easy. You don't have to set up honestly, your own geography. It, it may be corny, so maybe I'm not thinking this, but like if they have sh- if they had cut to like a POV of the daughter in it. Oh, yeah. Um, in the crawl space. Yeah, I think that would have been cool little extra artsy but it would have been I kind of interesting right. to do it um like on one of those like wide angle lens so it like kind of bevels and like yeah. and then it shifts the hallways and the hallways are like kind of warped too that would be interesting that would i don't mind that i feel like i feel like this this movie has good ideas but poor execution that's that's why I, that's why i said it felt like a first feature so i feel like if you if yeah. you watch this director and like see what their next movie is if the next movie is like a carbon copy of this then i'm gonna be like eh, maybe this isn't for you but i yeah. feel like i feel like you can definitely <laughs> take, go back to college <laughs> yeah take a couple more years <laughs> i feel like uh, you can definitely take a step up from like what you have planted here yeah, it's a it's a good it's a good funny, but yeah, you're absolutely right. It it is very much first time director kind of style, um, but it it's nice. It gave me some feels. It gave me it gave me a good time. I wasn't bored while watching it, which was surprising because it's not a necessarily yeah. interesting movie. If I'm being yeah. honest, like yeah, no, yeah. I feel bad saying like bad things about it because it's like it's not it's not like a movie particularly for me, but I didn't dislike it. Like it was a pretty good movie. Like if people were like, "What do you think of this?" I would recommend it and be like, "Yeah, I mean, if you want to watch spooky house movie, this is spooky house yeah. movie." Yeah, I think it. I think it. If they had taken so much of the heavy-handed um, Alzheimer's allegory out. And just made that kind of more of it, like reversed the haunted house, make that more of the main thing. They should, yeah, they should have done one. That's what I'm saying. They should have picked a lane. They should have done yeah. one or the other. Make it fully yeah. a metaphor and just make the house just the absolute metaphor of the mind, or make it a spooky, creepy haunted house, and then like the dementia things just also a part. But yeah, yeah try the the balance of those don't do not work because I feel like they just conflict. Yeah. Uh, well. Yeah, I think. Should we? I think i covered all of it. it yeah i think we're good yeah we can wrap it up what would you what would you rate this i would rate this um f- 45 femurs out of 92 45 femurs out of it whoa um i'm gonna do six six femurs out of 11 six femurs out of 11 so you rated it we we're just about the same we're just just slightly different over halfway yeah yeah, yeah. Just like a bit. Yeah. It's it's definitely a, a well done movie that, you know, is chill, it's nice, but it's nothing to, you know, call your parents about and tell them all about if you have parents. If you don't have parents, I'm really sorry. <laughs> well, thanks everybody. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you had a wonderful day. New episodes every week. <laughs> <laughs>